The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. There are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. 93% of businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash c-suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash c-suite. netsuite.com slash c-suite. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. How often have you come up with a product or want to reposition a new product so you can relaunch that that old one? What are the best ways to get clarity about the place that that product is going to take in the marketplace so you can compete better? To answer that question and talk about that with us from his own experience and from his own business, which is very, very cool, Vlado Bozanek, uh, he comes to us from Western Australia in Perth, uh, Western Australia. So that is uh, the other side of the world. And uh, he actually has, uh, this. to me, this is a very, very fascinating thing. Uh, Vlado, welcome to the show. Joel, absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So first, uh, you are a former bodybuilder. Is that what we're led to believe? Indeed, yeah. It's uh, who I used to be, and I think it's what created the tenacity that I have in business to. Stick well, with it, you know, not on. not only that, and, and I, I love uh, talking to athletes because athletes are trained in tenacity, they're trained in persistence, and all the kinds of things you're talking about. But uh, but it also had to, uh, you know, you're you're staring in a mirror. Bodybuilders are unlike weightlifters, which you do a lot of weightlifting. You're staring in the mirror at every nook and cranny all the time, right? Isn't that kind of what you guys do? Absolutely. Yeah, it's driven by vanity. There's no question. (laughs) (laughs) You got to hope that they don't have one of those distorted mirrors that they got to buy expensive mirrors that are just perfect, right? Anyway, so uh, tell us about this business that uh, that you come up with that's uh, actually so closely related to uh, your bodybuilding background. It, it, It is so fascinating to me. Go ahead and share with us. Yeah, it really is. Uh, if, if you look at my history as being a, you know, a professional competitive athlete in the sport of bodybuilding and uh, the need to understand the human form in a granular manner and be able to understand if the, the effort is equating to the change you're hoping for through both the diet, nutrition and lifting you know, tonnage uh, when you go into the gym each day, it understanding those changes in a granular manner is really valuable and when i started the company and first came up with this idea which is now called advanced human imaging the concept was around simply because i was a bodybuilder i couldn't buy clothing online that ever arrived that fit me so that that deformed presence of shoulder versus waist ratio 
never worked well when I bought clothing online. I, I have the exact same problem in reverse, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's me now at 56, right? Um, <laughs> but it, it really brought to the forefront a, a need to be able to, you know, dimension myself properly. And I thought to myself, there must be a way to do this. And I was chatting to a colleague of mine who was working with the AFL down here, which is our equivalent, I suppose, of your NFL. It's our largest sport played in the country. And uh, he was working with athletes and video recording them and working through injury prevention, creating video capture. From the video capture, they were actually able to calculate force versus weight against a muscle or a body part that was getting injured consistently in the athlete and they were working out how to avoid that. And when he showed me this conversion of video into 3D avatar to be able to show where the injury was going to come from and why and the angles they were measuring doing that, I said, gee, it would be great to be able to capture an avatar of myself as an individual but dimension myself, not the angles, not the force, but the circumference and length measurements of my body so that when I bought clothing online, um, it would fit or I'd be able to at least make the right choices. And uh, he, he was an incredibly smart gentleman. He said, listen, I'm a biomechanic. I am not a uh, mathematician or a person that drove this, but I'll introduce you to the guy that does. And here we are eight years later after meeting with uh, this particular gentleman, Dr. S. Alam, who has worked for me ever since. And uh, we created this technology, which does exactly that. It measures the human form. And uh, it does it all from a mobile phone. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Now, what occurs to me, um, I mean, cool as this is, I mean, I know Amazon has something uh, that does uh, something you can kind of measure yourself or something. So uh, how did how did you decide uh, exactly what you were going to do, knowing that Amazon was doing something that was related to this? I mean, how do you have a chance in that marketplace going up against a company like that? Listen, the first thing I never worry about is the gorilla in the room. Um, they started it long after we did. There are many, many companies trying to achieve what we've achieved so far. And uh, Amazon really only stepped into this in a digital manner back in 2017 when they acquired a company called Body Labs, which was using video capture to actually measure the human form. Um, to date, they've released Halo, which is a body capturing product through your mobile phone that works in unison with a wearable device to get a whole heap of uh, bio uh, data around the individual. Uh, we're quite different to what we do. We dimension you, we give you body composition and we go into it as we talk. We do a lot of other things as well. So we're not limiting ourselves just to being uh, a body composition tool and capturing that data to, to assist an individual. So there, there's many, many companies trying to do this. What we've managed to do, we've managed to do it very, very nicely, is bring all of that capability onto the mobile phone. So when an individual uses our product, one of the joys of using our product is we're not sending any of that data to the cloud to be processed and then given back to you. We actually run that functionality for you on your device and give it back to you on your device in under a minute. So your personal privacy is extremely important to us and that data and information that you capture through that sequence is yours and it's yours to share if you wish to 
with uh, a provider of the technology, whether that be your insurer, your coach, um, or your doctor. It's it's up to you to share that data because it's a very private and on-device process. So, what is what is the technology? What does it do? I mean, it, it sounds like it measures and does all sorts of things, but what for? So there are four major business verticals we operate in. Obviously, the first one that I mentioned was apparel, being able to buy apparel online that actually fits you up. I think if you look at the landscape and what all the the large apparel companies are trying to do, to be able to fit remotely and accurately is the holy grail because the amount of waste that uh, is created through the clothing industry is horrendous. And they're looking for answers. They're looking for solutions. And this is why... We're not the only people that play in the space of trying to fit apparel appropriately for organisations. The the next thing that we do, which would be the second largest part of our business, would be health and fitness and weight loss. So we assist people in gyms, in training facilities, in wellness environments to have a look at their body size and composition and be able to very, very accurately see the changes that they're undergoing or not potentially undergoing so that they can pivot and make changes if they need to to their training routines, their diet, and so on. The third skew that we operate in is the health and life insurance industry. For many, many years, the insurance industry has utilised BMI as the cornerstone of underwriting risk and understanding where the risk is coming from, and then they pepper that with a list of questions around hereditary diseases in the family, smoking, drinking, and so on, so they can understand the risk that they're underwriting. Being able to capture a person's form with the granularity that we're able to assist insurers in understanding where the risk lies because we can determine a number of known health markers through dimension, uh, which have been predetermined by the World Health Organisation and International Diabetes Federation and so on. So we're able to assist in that side. If you go to the last and final very, very large vertical business operates in is the digital health space, which really goes across everything from you having a remote um, session with your doctor on a Zoom call where you're not able to go and see your doctor, especially in these current times where you probably don't want to go in and see the doctor at the doctor's surgery. So your doctor is able to actually have a Zoom call or video call with you to run the, the, the session with you and understand what your actual health position is. And we give through our technology, we're able to give the doctor a lot of the information that he would source from you when you came into his surgery. Now, the first thing a doctor does when you walk into the doctor's surgery is he looks at you. And I can tell you, when I walk in the door, he's already decided a couple of blood tests he's sending me out for just because of my central adiposity or how much fat I carry around my waistline. So he'll know I'm going to go and get going to get you checked for your A1C, for your type 2 diabetes risk and so on. And the thing is, when, when you're able to give that information, which we can through our camera capture process, you're able to share that with your doctor. So we give the doctor a number of things, and this is where we've expanded the technology to work into that, that medical industry, is the doctor would want to know your blood pressure, your body weight, your central adiposity, which is your waistline. Um, and in a perfect world, he would like to merge all that to understand the risk analysis of that data so what a doctor would do is if you're in the surgery, he will weigh you, he will check your heart rate, he will check your blood pressure and he'll document all those things because so they all correlate to each other in some way to determine a number of levels of health risk that you could be under as an individual. We provide that same capability through the mobile phone. 
We have a facial scan. The facial scan does a number of vital signs. So it does blood pressure. It does heart rate. Does you, can, you can get the blood pressure just from taking a picture of someone? So it's actually not a, it's not a picture in this particular instance. When we do the facial scanning of an individual, we don't, we don't scan them to identify them. We scan the transdermal capability of under the skin. So the skin is actually translucent. People don't realise that, but it, it's actually if you have the right lighting and normal room lighting is fine with the camera from the mobile phone, you can video record the face and get the blood flow readings out of the face from a number of different positions within the face. From that, we're able to capture a diagnostic around blood pressure, around heart rate, irregular heart rate and respiratory rate. So when you combine those captures along with the body dimensions and you put them together, metabolic risk is identified, which leans into all of the chronic diseases around diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and so on, because obesity is one of the causes of most of those, those ailments. So we're able to identify through our capture systems those risk parameters and identify them to give them back to your insurer, to give them back to your doctor, your carer, or whoever it is you're sharing that data with. Does, does this system use uh, artificial intelligence to project what kinds of uh, problems the, the person might have or? Is, Absolutely. Is, it, is, that, is that, that smart? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. AI is a huge part of you know, all of these technologies these days because the, the ability to build into those algorithms, the individualized captures that we do. So what the difference between what we do and a number of other organizations is we've built a probably one of the largest medical databases in the world of its kind around the human form and risk analysis. From that, when we bring these captures from an individual, so that's the important part of what we do, we measure you as you. We don't then measure you against 50 other people to hope we, we guesstimate the right one. The, the way we do this, it's such a granular way that um, we use the AI to identify from the risk parameters we've captured with you on those captures against the markers and the known indicators. So the AI side of the business, the engine, if you like, is what determines what combination of all of those readings we've just assessed on you as an individual gives you the health risk. And we give back, uh, from the health risk perspective, we, we give that back to the partner we've supplied that information through. So just so we understand the business model, we're not a B2C business. We're a B2B business, and I'll go into why that is in a moment. But what we do is everyone talks about SaaS, you know, software as a service, and it's the new catchy phrase out there, and everybody uses that term because they really understand what that means when you sell something on a repetitive income stream. I, I really call us a mass, a measurements as a service. So we, we give our partners, and that partner could be a large insurer, it could be a large wellness provider, or a you know, a large series of medical operations working together. We empower those organisations to give our technology through them to their consumer directly. So that cohesion is just between the partner and the user, not us, the partner, the user. So we separate ourselves. We don't want the data. A lot of people say we're crazy because data is so valuable, but there is so much um, concern around medical data at the moment. We, we deliberately remove ourselves from that. So we give our system development kit 
embedding capabilities to the partner who then puts it in their digital application and shares it to their environment and their consumers. So that way, we're not touching their consumer, which they like that, by the way. There's a lot of the other uh, competitors out there trying to do the same things. They are send it to us, we'll process it in the cloud, we'll give it back to you. And that's where the concern runs. It's between those sides of things. When you're dealing with it directly on the mobile phone between the trusted you know, doctor, consumer, insurer that they're with their consumer, that breaks down one of the walls that, that is there when using these digital tools. You know, one of the things that's so amazing about this is that this is a software solution. There's, there, there's no hardware involved. It's just the camera that you already have uh, does it have to be a certain quality of camera, certain megapixels to be able to zoom in a certain amount? And I mean, I mean, how good does the camera have to be? The camera side of things is such an important part of a mobile phone purchase these days. We can we can operate on any mobile phone all the way back to the equivalent of an Apple Seven, which. 7 plus app would no longer support. We do the equivalent in Android, and there are more than 6,000 different Android devices around the world, so it's a little bit harder to navigate. The, the more important side of the solution for us is not the camera as much as the CPU and the GPU on the phone and its ability to on-device process. That's a more important side of things for us. Now, again, luckily with the quality of cameras and the way these operate these days, most of the phones that we operate on will take this, even down to these little $50 Chinese phones that are used around the world from Huawei and these different companies that make the cheaper Android phones. So that's not really a blocker for us. Where it does um, change the functionality somewhat is how fast it turns it around. So if they have a less memory and GPU, they might it might take 30 seconds to run the sequence. If you're on the latest Apple iPhone, it may take less than one second to operate because it's the on-device capabilities that, that do all of the work. Wow, this is, this is a, a mind-boggling thing. So uh, let's shift gears and talk about the business. You're the CEO of this company. Correct. Are you guys public? We are. We're actually publicly listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. We listed in 2015 and have had the joy of, um, in 2017, we were the number one tech company in the country for its return to shareholders. And in 2020, we had the, uh, the, the largest uplift of our share price in 2020 when COVID hit and uh, everyone got decimated by the markets and our, our not only our recovery, but our endpoint was outstanding. Are you guys already public, uh, already profitable? Uh, we, we are not profitable yet. Like most healthcare companies, it's that, um, that time to scale. We're not profitable yet. The nice thing about the eight years that the journey's been so far is our profitability is now within eyesight. So we have signed 20 agreements worldwide. And across those 20 agreements, we have over 400 million people in the captive audience of those organisations that we've partnered with. And we have launches happening all over the world currently. So between now and Christmas, profitability will be something that will be in our past. So it'll be a nice change. No, that's that's awesome. So um, so tell me, I mean, you got a, a whole sales department. I mean, how, how are you guys organized? I mean, you, you know, you got sales guys calling on companies or, or what's happening? With this sort of weird enigma, um, we're very well known around the world and we have sales inquiries coming into our website daily, uh, organizations reaching out all the time. And 
even doing things as simple as these podcasts with yourself, Joel, it draws on so many people to reach out and want to know more about the organisation. Now, the answer is yes. I have one guy in Singapore, I have one in California, and I have a, another gentleman in, in uh, London which operates across Europe, uh, plus our team here in Perth, Western Australia. Having said that, we're sort of at that inflection point on the company where we have over 500 companies in our waiting list, if you like, to work with us. Um, and at the same time, we, we have seven go-lives happening as we speak with, with, with a team wrapping themselves around that to assist all those companies in going live. So we, and I don't say this with any arrogance, we, we don't struggle for new customers at all. It's more about understanding who is positioned properly to get to market with our product because a lot of people think we're an app. We're not. We're a series of plugins that go into your app. So if you don't have the right digital environment for us to be able to give you the embedding kit to put it into your system, you're probably not for us right now. So we, we if you like, trim the herd somewhat, understanding what the digital environment looks like in the organisations that we're talking to. But listen, the, the, the doorbell rings daily with people wanting to... So, so what, what, yeah. I, what I just heard you say is that companies would then... Uh, lease or rent your plugins to plug into their own environment. So you don't have a standalone branded product that you put into the marketplace. You you're kind of you're kind of behind the scenes powering these other companies, helping them on a private label basis. Is that sort of what it is? Absolutely. So I'll tell you how I explain it to people because it helps them understand it. We're the Intel chip of human body measurement. Okay, so you, you use, you embed us within your technology and utilize us on device. We are the, the embedment of that. The, the, the Intel chip powers your computer system. We are the Intel chip of. So, okay, so, so that, that helps a lot. That, that's a really good analogy. So, what exactly did you guys pioneer? What, like, like what are your patents in? What, what, are, your, what are your trade secrets in? What, what are you really, what are your proprietary uh, components? There's a whole suite of different things. So the primary patents that, if you like, I put in place back in 2014-15 were around just dimensioning the human form from a mobile digital device. That was the first step. Now, the, the technology itself has expanded substantively since then. And, you know, we, we now have a combination of patents around not just the way we capture the human form, which I believe is a lot of the reasons that the competitors that are trying to do this have not been able to get the accuracy and the repeatability of our product is because some of the loopholes, if you like, we've closed with our process has had them have to work around not being able to process the same way, which I think limits people's ability to give the same accuracy and repeatability. But on top of that, we then looked at the convergence of what we do with other technologies we've either acquired or invested into to bring in the vital science and how then the, if you like, the combined readings of the data together give an assessment outcome. So we put patents around the merging of these kinds of data to be used in a, in a, in a certain way. And it's an ongoing thing, Joel. In all honesty, IP is probably... If, if not the cornerstone of any decent tech company, it's certainly within the, the top two or three when looking at your company because there's 
there's two things you've got to do. You've got to make sure that you close the door as tightly as you can, but at the same time, get the exposure that you need with the company to make sure that you're getting the uptake uh, for the company. That's what goes back into what I mentioned earlier. We're not a B2C business. We're not direct-to-consumer. We are a uh, measurements as a service company with a B2B. And the reason I did that is because I call it trying to attract onesies. For me to go out and try to get one person, two people, ten people, it takes an exorbitant amount of marketing and expense. Whereas if I can go into a large global provider that already has tens of millions of users that trust their environment, that are already working with them, and they've done the DD on us and used us and been willing to give our product through their company to their consumers, it's a lot easier sale because it's a new upgrade to a technology they've already been using rather than you just see me in the app store or, or on an advertisement to say, I might try that. You know, when, when we first started talking, I, I thought that you competed with Amazon and Amazon had a measurement system, but that's not true at all. I recognize that, that you don't compete at all with Amazon. In oh, fact, yeah. what it sounds to me like is that you help other companies, you provide them tools so that they can compete against Amazon and give them superior tools. And you're not even doing so much clothing measurement, although although I, that, that was your first pillar. Um, I, I want to ask you also, what about feet? Because shoes are like a really hard thing to uh, to sell and you're, you're buying multiple pairs of shoes and sending them back to get them just right. Any, anything there? So we have the ability to do feet. We, have, we actually have an ability to measure any part of your body, whether it's Putting a, buying a pair of sunglasses that you want to see if they're going to fit properly and, and so on right through the shoes. But we, we haven't gone into those smaller opportunities. And, and I say smaller because I, I would rather look at the $14 trillion a year industry across four verticals than just shoes. And notwithstanding that Nike a couple of years ago bought a fantastic piece of technology out of Israel that measures the feet specifically, so if I can't do it and then go and work with the gorilla in the room because I've already got their own tech, I'd rather do what I do really, really well and appeal to everybody across the globe. And, and that comes back to what we've bolted together and we haven't had a chance to speak about yet. But you're absolutely right when you say we don't compete with Amazon. What we do is we empower other organisations to not have to share their data through these large partnerships um, or, their la- or these large cloud organisations where the potential for um, data corruption can take place. And even more so, one of the most leading questions we get from the big insurers that are working with us is, where does my data go? And is it, if we're using your tool, does our data go into the same S3 bucket with 50 other insurers? So all of our customers are with theirs. And I go, well, no, we don't do that. We don't share data. We don't even hold your data because we empower you to run this in your organisation. And if you have a cloud or a large service system or however you run your data on your consumers and and your policyholders, that's where it sits. It doesn't go out anywhere from our side of things, which they they really, really like. But you're right. I don't see Amazon as a direct competitor. They do a component of what we do. They don't do everything that we do. And there are organisations all over the world that do pieces of what we do, but they haven't brought it into a single capturing opportunity where someone can pick up their own mobile device, they're not buying another device, they're not buying a wearable to merge this data, they simply use a piece of equipment that they carry all day every day to look after their own personal health. Yeah, no, I I, I see this very clearly. Um, Of those four verticals that you were talking about before, which one do you think is going to be the big one? 
listen, the big one is absolutely digital health. It, it, it's huge. The world's in a lockdown all over the place. People do want to take care of themselves. And interestingly, when you look at the landscape of personal health, the cohesion with um, video use and digital care has expanded just astronomically over the last 12 months. Australia alone, if you look at the, the online patient interaction in Australia with um, telehealth consults, from 2013 to 2020, there were 780,000 online patient interactions. In the first quarter of 2020, there were 17.8 million patient interactions online with doctors. So what's happening around the world has brought people into a position where they will utilise digital health tools to maintain and look after themselves and understand their personal health position, whereas before they'd just go to the doctor. And what we're really about as an organisation is moving people away from event-driven care. So don't wait until something happens, which is how we all operate. I'm guilty of it. You're probably guilty of it. We all are. We wait until we're sick or something's uh, a lesion's grown on our skin or something's become an event-driven requirement for us to see a dermatologist, a doctor, our hematologist or whatever it is, but it's driven by something's already gone wrong. What we've created here is a, a capability for people to identify those risks across multiple captures and capabilities in the phone, which I, I really want to share with you before we, we finish up today, to be able to do exactly that. It's early intervention through, through understanding and knowing that I'm, my trajectory on what is happening in my body sends up some warning signs along the way rather than when the event happens. And, and that's what our tool does. And you asked me earlier on, about the landscape and what's the biggest and so on. But when you really understand our product, which we haven't gone into in detail, so I'm going to spend just 30 seconds on it. We do the body scanning, which identifies a number of chronic disease markers. We do the face scan, which is about vital signs and risk associated with vital signs. We merge those two pieces of data together to give a doctor, an insurer, a care provider, granular understanding of that person's position at a moment in time. On top of that, we have a dermatology suite. Um, our derma engine has 588 skin conditions across 133 skin categories. We've had this tested globally with dermatologists and at, at a, we, we would beat the dermatologist 95% of the time and we draw with them on the other times on their visual diagnostic versus our AI tool via the phone. Now, importantly, I want to add this for any dermis that might be listening. I'm not trying to take your job off you. I'm trying to make sure you see the people that need to be seen because they've identified that lesion early enough for it to be dealt with and get care, not um, have you the, these 80-month these lines that you have in the US to get into a derma. What if it's a skin cancer? Two people an hour die of skin cancer in the US. Catch it early because if you catch it early, the, the rate of mortality drops significantly. So that's what we're trying to provide. We have a on-device blood, blood diagnosis capability. Now you're going to think, well, how do you do that? So we have a little Bluetooth dongle that can be sent out from your doctor or your diabetes carer that sends, comes out with 50 blood strips. You have a micro prick. You put that into this little device and it runs the diagnostic on the phone according to whatever the doctor or care provider has requested through the app that the tests be run for you. So you can do body scan, face scan, derma scan, 
blood pathology. So we're talking about bringing a wet lab home on metabolic disease. It's just hugely important. And the last piece of the puzzle is a company we're acquiring out of Israel, which is musculoskeletal assessment. Now, that's a combination of the people who don't understand what that is. It's basically being able to stand your mobility, your uh, your flexibility and your, your stature and your body and, uh, and anything that could create and then prevent injury from happening. Now, athletes use this all the time. We've had this tested through the NFL in the US. It's used by a number of the, the top-line colleges in the US and it's basically an on-device diagnostic capability to prevent injury and treat injury after it happens. So what I've created, and, and I'm probably going a little bit too fast, but what I've really created, which is where we are absolutely different to everybody else, is I've created a funnel of health opportunities. And when people come into our funnel, they might use the body scan, but then they'll see that they could do their vital signs, they can check that lesion on their body, they need to have a blood test, their doctor can supply that, or they've pulled a hamstring and they want to assess their mobility through the app. Uh, and in the elderly, even more important for sarcopenia and you know, just their quality of life to be able to use an application like this. And it's all in your mobile phone. So we're talking about being able to do everything in one place privately. You know, Velado, you're, uh, you're, you're remarkable what you have accomplished. And, and you know, we always look for the inside track on the show and, and clearly... Uh, the way you've positioned your product, taking it out of the realm of Amazon and kind of being a provider, plugging it, very, very creative. Uh, absolutely the inside track, the best, smartest and fastest way, uh, you know, to get something done. And, and I, I just can tell you figured it out. And uh, I would like to continue this conversation uh, at another time. But, uh, you know, it's been such a pleasure to have you on this show and sharing with us uh, all these different ideas. Joel, it's a pleasure. I knew we'd run out of time because there's so much to tell. But uh, yeah. thank you today. I really appreciate it. Well, listen, man, thanks very much. And we'll be in touch. You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a huge thanks to our podcast show producer, David Wolf, and the team at Autovita Studios. Profit from the inside wouldn't be possible without these wonderful professionals. To learn more or to find out how you can launch and produce your own podcast show, reach out to www.audivita.com. That's A-U-D-I-V-I-T-A.com. Produced by Audovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.